Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 611, recorded live on October 13th, 2019. And here are your hosts, the man who doesn't know this backstory to 611, Dave Play. It sounds familiar. And the man who learned about it through work, Andy Lowe. Hi. So, you know about the, you know, the, the 411, right? I mean, I, I know 411 like the phone number. Yes, that's where I'm going with this. Yeah, there was there was Google 411 for a while. It was really fantastic. And then they stopped it. And then it turns out that that was just like a bunch of research for parsing what people are saying so you know they had 411 was supposed to be you know the number information yes so you, you know you were supposed to call 411 for information and um they also had you know there's like 911 which is you know for emergency emergency yeah if you dial 611 on your cell phone yeah you are going to most likely get uh, a connection to your customer service representative for whoever your cell phone provider is cool does that work for all service providers uh no because even though you know 411 yeah um, um, I'm not sure if it was 411 still officially in there. 911 is officially stated in the North American, uh, what was it called? The North American Phone Networking Plan? What? I'll have to look it up. <laughs> North American something or other? The North American Numbering Plan. Okay. That is the agreement between the FCC and the Canadian uh, RTC, Radio Television Telecommunications Committee. Um, basically if the numbering plan is to say, Hey, what are we going to do about phone numbers and, you know, special yeah. numbers and codes and that sort of stuff there. So, um, 911 is officially in the plan saying like, you know, do not touch this. No one else can use this. This is specifically for this and this only. Yeah. Um, 411 is not. No. 611 I assume is also not. Yeah. But they're, they're, they basically have an agreement saying, you know, this was in the past used for contacting your telephone line repair service back in the Ma Bell days. Okay. So that's why people kind of like, we should just keep doing that. Yeah. So that's why if your cell phone carrier, you dial 611, it get connects you with customer service because that was, you know, a carryover from the 1930s. Right. But it's not, it's not official there, but they've stated that, you know, they're not going to touch anything with it. So it's one of those like unofficial official things or uh, officially unofficial. I don't know how I'd want to describe it. It, It's just unofficial. Yeah. But it's stated in the record that it's never going to be official, but that nothing else will be used for that number combination. So that, that combination is essentially no one will ever use this, but we aren't saying what to use it for. Yes. Okay. (laughs) It seems like a weird way of doing things, but sure, why not? Yeah, I know. It's one of those weird things where it's like, you know, I was dealing with our phone system and, you know, you come across, you know, especially with a a, a PBX system, kind of like a business phone network. There's a lot of things where how is it supposed to handle certain special numbers? And, you know, the uh, one of the things that, you know, there was a recent thing there was the fact that if you were in a business phone network and you dialed 911, it wouldn't automatically connect you to emergency services. This was just a recent thing with the FCC. It would take you to the, like, 
the in-network thing, right? Yeah, but now yeah. It's, it's an actual requirement via the FCC and the Canadian thing there is that if you dial 911 in a uh, in a business system, yeah. it is supposed to automatically connect you to Yes, emergencies. it still doesn't necessarily take you directly there, but it automatically connects you there. Yes. And I know this because at work, if I were to dial, like we've had safety and preparation meetings, and they've said, like, if you need to dial 911, do it from a landline. Like, if at all possible, do it from a landline, because it will provide tons of extra information to the police, and it will notify our internal group. Yeah. Like, building and floor. Oh, you guys have it set up that deep. Yeah. Oh. Well, Andy, we have 30 buildings on campus. That's true. <laughs> like, let's be honest. You can't just say, I need some emergency like response to come to Epic. That That's not specific enough. Yeah, I could have implemented that in our PBX system, but I just put the address in because... Yeah, because you have like a building. Yeah, it's a building, so... No, we we have 30 buildings. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was one of those things there where it's like, you know, what would you like to do for like 411 and 611 and that sort of stuff there? And I'm like, I thought those were, you know... Aren't, aren't those reserved? Yeah, I thought nope. those were reserved. And I looked it up and I'm like, so they're reserved, reserved but not stated what they're reserved for. They're they're reserved-ish? Yeah. Sorry, this is, you know, it's one of those things where it's like I hit a I hit a three-digit number that's got a funny little story behind it, so I thought I would, you know. Because it's episode 611. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> Excuse me. Wow. Oh, man, I'm, I'm tired. I was up at 7 o'clock this morning. Hunting doxies? The road, nope. Oh. Uh, I was on the road by about 7.30 to go to a restaurant so that we could be there by 8, which is when the restaurant opened. Uh to meet up with our friends with the two kids and our other friend with the one kid who's like Isaac's age. Ah. And we had a little uh, breakfast with two two-year-olds and a six-month-old. <laughs> and five adults, to be clear. Five adults. And it, it actually worked out. Like, with all five doing some of the parenting, Yep. everyone was able to eat. Everyone was able to, like, be together. That, yeah, no, uh, yeah, there's there's plenty of times, even with, you know, last time I think we went out with Kate and I and Isaac to a Father's Day brunch? No, I think it was his dad's birthday brunch. It was still, you know, the two of us tag-teaming just the one kid. Yep, but now imagine that, like, you could tag-team, and even if there's more than one kid, well, first off, one kid was an infant, so, like... Oh, well, that's... That, infants are like luggage, Right. You They're just like, put him down and then just walk away. Um, no, he didn't walk away. He he actually occupied an adult, like, most of the time. Because he, he was up and wanted to be moving and wanted to be, like, not just sitting in his uh, in his carriage. Oh, okay. um, but the other two, because they're the same age and they've known each other literally their whole lives uh, and are really good friends with each other, like, they were able to to kind of entertain themselves and, and be together. So it really only needed, like, one adult at a time to watch the two of them. Oh. Yeah, I've seen that where the two of them have known each other their whole lives, but they off were off doing different things and required two parents. Oh, to, to one for each of them? Yeah. Yeah. But it was a it was a good breakfast. It was at a restaurant at the airport, but not <laughs> in the airport. <coughs> so you were at the airport, but not in the airport. It, it The restaurant is like, so it's part of the Wisconsin Aviation Building, 
which is not part of the Wisconsin Dane County Metropolitan Airport, but it's part of the airport. It's weird. It's where there's like charter flights. It's where there's um, the the pilot school and you do pilot testing. And it's also right next to Truex Field, which is the military part of the uh, airport. And so the restaurant was in there. So I'm not sure if it's part of the airport or not. Like there is no security. Um, but we were there when the restaurant opened. And then an hour after the restaurant opened, I overheard the guy at the front as a group came in and saying, you know, like we've got three people. He said it will be an hour long wait. Yeah, that's kind of like uh, Chin Chin's over in Matawan. This, this was a very like popular place. Yeah, the uh, the Chin Chin's, you have to get there when it opens and I think it opens at what time does Chin Chin's normally open? <clears throat> yeah, it's, yeah, it's best to get there when it opens at 11. Yeah. Um, Because there's not a lot of seating. And when people actually call in for uh, takeout or delivery, they basically are given a time of when their food will be ready. Huh. Because it is it is such a popular restaurant. Yep. That it's just like, okay, you know, we have a slot at this time and we have a slot at this time. When would you like your food? Um, Now? I'm sorry. You know, all slots for this hour have been taken up with other Oof. orders. Rough. Yeah. These are the guys that also did uh, Zingo. So, Andy, touch your microphone real quick. It's still vibrating. Sorry, I accidentally bumped it. Yeah, it, it went on for a while. I don't know what you've got your mic on, but it went... My mic is attached to just a regular boom thing. If I was, you know, if I was really into it, I would have attached it via the uh, rubber band, basically. I don't know exactly what they're called, but... It's the one that I've got, where it looks like a giant hair tie. Yeah. And it's just, it's looped shock around. Mount. So that if I, shock mount, that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Because this is, this is me hitting the microphone stand. Yeah. I don't know if you could hear any of that. No, no, I couldn't. Awesome. Mine, though, is, you know, clipped into the thing, so I'm not that fancy. <laughs> Yours just goes... Yeah. Yep, thank you, Amazon, for your $20 microphone stand. Yep. Yeah, no, shock mounts are nice. You just got to make sure to replace the uh, rubber connectors every once in a while, which dang. Huh. I looked up the, the, the standard for our company is using an Electro Voice um, microphone, probably like an RE20. OK, but the the shock mount for those is called a 309A. Um, yeah. And it has four basically rubber cords that hold the shock mount on there. According to this thing, each one is five dollars. So that's and it 20, has four per four per shock mount. Okay. That's, and we've got, that's quite a bit. Yeah, we've got three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Tw- we've got twelve of them in just the Kalamazoo building. So uh yeah, that's that's a lot that's, of them. That's money. That's a lot of money just in rubber that, bands that adds basically. Up. Yep. That adds up pretty quick. Yep. But then it's also going to be like one of your chief expenses, right? Like maintaining that sort of equipment. Yes, it's one of those things where you just just know that you're going to have to replace them. So it's good just to budget it. It's just like headphones where it's like, you know, I can buy a pack of five headphones that are, you know, decent. But I can buy a pack of five of them for a hundred bucks. At that point, it's just like, okay, you know what? Here, have a a headphone. (laughs) When it breaks, let me know. And you get headphones. Yeah. And you get headphones. It's just it's one of those things where it's like, you know what? It just it just assume that it's going to yep. fail. Yep. Okay. 
Where were we going with the oh because I hit I, the, what were hit we the talking microphone. about before I hit the mic stand? Me going out to breakfast at the jet club with the kids. Ah, yes. There's there's really no place to go from there other than topics? Yeah, I can't think of anything. I mean, we we've, we've totally skipped talking about anything Ingress related for well, the first time in like 2 months. Well, that well, you know, I was I I was controlling Kalamazoo for a couple of days. You were congratulations on your medal for yes. the the like giant field. Yeah, how big was that field? Let me let me just see. I didn't actually measure out size. Did we did we talk about the field that covered like the entire northeastern U.S.? Oh, uh, that was up and gone pretty dang quickly. Yeah. No, it was like Operation. We got this. What the heck is that? Yep, there's that rest area. Okay, measured distance. That rest area over to... Where's the other rest area? That rest area down to Schoolcraft. And then back up. <laughs> you just, you're checking out how much it was? 87.5 square miles. And I had five layers that, that basically covered Kalamazoo and Portage. And all I had to do was I uh, I flipped one portal and I blew uh-huh. up two other portals and it was like okay I'm I've got clear shots on across the board on this one and I just you know I had to go up to Holland so I you know on the way back I put a portal up at that rest area I was coming back from Battle Creek stopped at that rest area you know got a couple of keys for that one and you know I had five keys of each and it's like well I had to go down to check out a remote location because there's times so where why not yeah I'm like I'm, I'm literally like three miles away from a, a line a nice angled line of portals so I just went down to school craft and you know started at one got it got two keep made sure I got two keys and I just you know would build a triangle and then drive down the next one build a bigger triangle and then connect back to the first one get my other two smaller triangles and was done within an hour and then I was like okay this is going to be not up for very long and then it was and up then it was up for like a week uh, not a week but a couple days uh, built it on Wednesday <laughs> I think according to my chat with you mm-hmm. yep it was up uh, part of it was still up on Saturday. Most of it was up till Friday afternoon. So I had a good two and a half days. Yeah. Makes me wonder about how active the community is in California. Around you? Yeah. I mean, you can watch that, right? Like, you know how active the community is. <laughs> yeah, I see a couple of things on there, but, you know, not really that much. Do you have the player tracker turned on? No. Oh, well, there's your problem. You should turn on player tracker. I'd have to go get that player tracker from the thingy and blah, 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 blah. From IITC? Oh, no, you have to click a button? I know. Oh, Andy. Andy, how how could you? <laughs> well, now I'm wondering, you know, what am I, I... You know, I have to get to level 10 now, but now my question is, okay, do I still even need to get to 12? Because Niantic... <clears throat> is changing the OPR. Yes, they are. It is now way This is fairer. an actual topic, by the way. Like, yes. This is not us just kind of like, oh yeah, and more Niantics at land. Like, this is actually like, hey, there's there's topics to talk about here. Um, yeah, Niantic has updated OPR to include more stuff, which is to say they, they are opening-ish that to Pokemon Go players. It's weird. They never actually outright said they're going to open it to Pokemon Go players. But everybody says that it is, so I've got, there's got to be something somewhere that says... Nope. 
There isn't. They they have not actually outright said that they're opening it to Pokemon Go. Why is everybody saying that they are then? Because they posted it to the Pokemon Go oh, no, no, here we go. information. Niantic has shared the following about Wayfair. Wayfair has its origins in OPR, Operation Portal Recon, which was originally built yep. to enable Ingress agents to nominate and review portals and enrich their yep. gameplay experiences. And... Yep build us a database but they didn't actually say yeah, that right. with niantic wayfair eligible players will be able to review nominations of local points of interest so they can be added to niantic products eg portals pokestops and gyms where's yes. harry potter not there yet <laughs> but it is there it's just they aren't talking about it there if you read the niantic one it doesn't actually mention anything about po- not niantic if you read the ingress one it says nothing about pokemon go if you read the Pokemon Go one, it does. It just doesn't say anything about Harry Potter. So but what I what it happens only is- says can open it for review. It doesn't say Pokemon Go players will get to review. Oh, okay. So it's still all it says is the the points of interest that are portals or stops or gyms. It doesn't say anything about who is going to be doing the reviewing. Yeah, no, that part, you're right, true, is not up there yet. Yeah, now the expectation is that it is, like, they're going to open it up, like, pretty soon. But I I wouldn't slow down, Andy, I'd keep going. If you want to be someone who can review these, you gotta grind to 12. <sighs> I just haven't had time. I know. Believe me, I know. I don't have a kid and I barely have time. I just need to, I need to, I need to get just a bunch of walking lunches and go out and just... Yeah, there's a small problem with that, though. What? It's winter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or it will be soon. Yeah. It's getting cold, man. Oh, somebody just you. went to... Oh, I was like, man, somebody really needs to blow up celery flats. And I'm looking at my thing right now. Hey, somebody's at celery <laughs> flats. Attacking it? Yeah. Cute. Like, oh, man, that would be a good thing to attack. There's lots of portals there. And somebody's doing it. Yeah. So Wayfarer is something neither we we both know about, but we don't know anything about it because neither of us have access to, like, do anything in it. Yes, but at least you can actually see something. I, on the other hand. I can log in. I just can't do anything once I'm logged in. I can't even log in. That will come soon. Yes. You're going to hit 10 soon, right? Uh, What does the current stats say? I don't know. I haven't uploaded mine in a while. I should do that. I uploaded mine after I uh, got the gold. Yeah, it feels so weird not having to do it every day now. Not having to log in every day? Yeah. Someone in my area just posted a screenshot. They've logged in every day for the last 1,000 days. Uh, level 10 on December 5th right now. So That has definitely slowed down. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll just keep plugging away at it. <sighs> Let's see, well, that was my first Saturday bump. <laughs> yeah, that that was Actually, my thing. It was look, like, you know, okay, I do it. I'm like, wow. Yeah, there's no, I don't think there's any first Saturday set up for November yet. They they often don't do them until shortly before it. Well, I'm seeing one for on Clawson, Michigan, wherever the hell Clawson is. Yep, mine, I have not gotten my first Saturday bonus yet, which will be another nice little chunk of AP. Oh, Clawson's outside of Detroit. Ugh, nope. Give it time. But yeah, I hit my uh, my gold requirements to get to 12. So now it's just an AP grind. I'm actually getting close to my gold requirements for 13. I can do that with just the walking around badge, the trekker badge. 
Not to be confused with the trucker badge. There's a trucker badge? No, I'm joking. Oh. There's no trucker badge. I was going to say, I, I don't know all these things. There were some badges that were there and now are no longer there, but are still on my list, and it's just, ugh. Yep. Excuse me. That's why I was talking about the kids, because I'm tired. Well, uh, this time next week, I yes. will probably be done with my half marathon. Which, you know, Congrats. I'll... <laughs> <coughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. Are, are you able to run a half marathon right now? Have you done that yet? Uh, I've done a couple of 30-minute runs. Weather here has not been helpful. Okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm just a little worried about you, man. Like, you haven't been doing a lot of running before, like, the last year. I've, I've run two times, which is more than the last time I ran the half marathon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Where was I going? Where were we going? We were talking about Wayfarer, and then we got dragged back into Niantic and Ingress stuff, because of course we did. Well, we can talk about other phone things. Other phone things? Yes. Hey, Google's got their their thing this week. Yep, on the 15th. Are we excited about that? Well, I just want to know if it's going to be on T-Mobile. That's my one thing there. I would be shocked, shocked if it was not. Because, you know, the the Pixel 3 was on T-Mobile, so the question now becomes, you know... Pixel 4. Will almost certainly be on T-Mobile. But will it be on T-Mobile right away? Ah, that's fair. That's fair. Because right now, like I I said, my phone currently does not have a vibrating motor, which is super annoying for me. Because you can't tell when you're getting paged or called or anything? Yes. So it's just like, okay, you know, what am I... You know, I want to get a new phone, but... No, do I want to go back to Samsung or not? Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. October fifteenth, uh, live stream will be beginning at ten a.m. Eastern time. Wow, that's early. Yeah, that is early, especially for the West Coast guys. Starting at seven a.m. Seven o'clock. There's a reason why Apple doesn't start their things until like one o'clock in the afternoon. It's because you know they care about California. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so does Google. They're in California. Yeah. Why am I getting a news notification about Google's I.O. 2019 that happened in May? I don't know, but I've just been alerted by Google News that, you know, from CNN Business, Google Pixel 4 phone launch. What to expect? Yep. $1,000. That's what to expect. Yep. At least $1,000. That is so much money. Like, my holiday bonus is gone at this point. Between buying the new network for the house and, like, all this random stuff, and now I'm going to have to pay for a radon mitigation system, because that's a thing. Yep. I feel like that's a thing that the government should help out with. Probably. Is there, like, a tax write-off? I I highly doubt it. Radon system is considered a healthcare expense. What? If a homeowner spends at least 7.5% of their adjusted gross income, the total amount of healthcare expenses can be deducted. Huh. Okay. Well, <laughs> the answer is maybe. If it's a healthcare expense, can I use my, like, deferred healthcare stuff? I am not a lawyer, so I can't tell you. Or I'm not a CPA, so I can't tell you. Yeah, I, I have to check that out. So uh, another fun thing that the uh, Windows 10 is expanding the uh, phone app. Yeah. Or the Your Phone app or whatever they call it. To allow for... Answering phone calls 
on your computer from your Android phone. So what I've been doing for like the last six years anyway? You can answer incoming phone calls on your PC from your well, cell phone? Well, if, if they call my Google Voice number, I can. Ah, okay. Can you initiate phone calls from your PC using the in-app can dialer? I initiate phone calls from my PC. Let's see. Uh, can I initiate a phone call? From my PC. Are you trying to dial me right now? I'm not trying to do anything. <laughs> oh, it's your Google Voice number. Okay. So, to, to answer your question, yes. Yes, I can. Okay, but now this is baked into Android directly. Because technically you're using a third-party application then, right? Because you're running I'd, through Google Voice. Yeah, I, I suppose. This one... Like it's through Hangouts? Yeah, this one is going to be specifically just... You know, I mean, it's still running through a third party. It's just the third party in that case is Microsoft. Handling your Windows computer. Right. Uh, you can also seamlessly transfer calls between your PC and phone. Okay, that's a neat trick. Yeah. I also don't believe that it, it's seamless. Well, I don't know. That's It's still, this is all still part of the uh, preview build. Yeah. So. Still, if they can do it, like, that's pretty neat. Yeah, no, that would be nice. Or I can just go into, you know, walk into my office, plug my phone in, put it on my desk, and then basically just leave it there unless I have to go somewhere. Yep. And then if I'll be able to transfer that phone call back to my phone, unplug it, and then walk wherever I need to go, that's, yep. a, that's a neat party trick. <laughs> that, that would be pretty cool. So, um, Especially if you have a wireless charger so that you're just like, you leave the phone on the cradle and you don't need to do anything. You just walk away from the computer with it. Yeah, but I I broke my wireless charger. Why did you break your wireless charger? It was that review that I did about the the magnet thing a couple of episodes ago. Oh, right, because you put the magnetic plate on it, you can't use a wireless charger. Yeah, well, I put a steel plate on it, basically. Right, so that it can attach to a magnet. Yes. Okay, just so we're clear, that's that's what you did. Yes. Okay, whereas I just put mine into a grippy thing. Well, yeah. But then my phone doesn't have a, a, a um, induction charger. Ah. My watch does, which, by the way... I'm wearing my old Moto 360 again. Why? You know, the one that stopped working. What? Did you get it to work again, or did, you, did, did something happen so, with your new watch? So I I, uh, no, I I was cleaning up. This was last weekend. I was cleaning up. It was like right after we had started, uh, we'd finished recording. I'm like, you know what? I've got some time. I'll start picking a few things up. And I started going through like the bedside table, which is a mess. And I've got my, I had my phone on there, my Moto 360. And I'm like, damn, I should just like get rid of this. Like it, it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked in months, years at this point. Like I'm just going to give up. I'm like, well, hey, I, you know, I've still got the charger for it sitting here too. I wonder. And I plugged it in and I put the phone on the charger and it started charging. <laughs> I'm like, wait, but you, you, you stopped. Like you didn't work. And why are you now working? What the hell? And it just kept charging. And then I took it off the charger after it had gotten a, a good charge and I put it on and like it still worked. And the fuck is this? And it still synced to my phone because my phone, it had been the phone that I had when I when I first got the watch. I'm like, OK, that's kind of neat. Like it still works. And then it died. Like it just shut off. I'm like, well, well, OK, then. And so <laughs> I set it back down on the charger to be like, I guess that was all false hope, whatever. And it started charging again. I'm like, the fuck is going on <laughs> i've worn it successfully now for a day and it hasn't shut itself off well that's a plus it does require some like weird finagling on the charger to get it to line up exactly so that it can charge and sometimes that finagling involves whacking the back of it with my knuckle Jeez. 
just like a solid thunk, and then it charges. I'm like, well, okay. Huh. Isn't there supposed to be a new fit? Wasn't that announced at one of the things? Yeah. Is that not out yet? I have no idea. Oh, maybe it is out. That's because they says automatically tracks workout and has battery up to a week. Hmm. Track your day's activities and your night's sleep continuously with a battery that lasts up to a week on a single charge. That is just... A week on a charge is pretty good. Yeah. Um, So, also, speaking of Microsoft and updates... Yeah, yeah. um, So, they have, like, you know, the official Microsoft accessories, right? So, you can get, like, a Microsoft-branded keyboard. Yes. Well, the new uh, ergonomic and um, slim Bluetooth keyboards... Come with a uh, a replacement on um, a couple of the buttons. Uh, okay, the buttons are pretty standard. Yeah. What, what new button? What new buttons are there, Andy? So if you look at your keyboard, yeah, you see that right Windows key. No, I only have a left Windows key. Oh, my keyboard, I have a right Windows key, which yeah, does well, the same thing as the Microsoft left branded keyboard. Yeah. No, mine's actually my, a Dell keyboard. Okay. Mine on the right side. You're talking about directly to the right of the Alt key. Yes. Is the function key. Ah. For superseding the function buttons with more functions so like function one otherwise known as f1 is mute if i hold down the function key um oh, right so mine has a right windows button and yep. to the right of that i have a menu button menu button which is have just ever... the same as a right click yeah it's it's the context menu okay and is damn useful when you start getting like software that's acting really funky like i've had windows where the window was like zero pixels like it exists but the computer wouldn't render it but i could give focus to it with alt tab and then hit that that menu button and it opened the context menu and so i could like do stuff in that software like resize the window ah well um on this new microsoft keyboard those two keys on the right have been replaced with with what um well the first one is an office key not the windows key but the office key yes so you Does... hit you hit that button and it would open up the office hub i guess okay but then you can also do shortcuts for it. So if you hit Office Key W, that will open up Word, and Office Key X will open up Excel. Because Excel. Yeah. Not E. E is probably going to open up Outlook. Probably. Because email. Um. So yeah, so that, I guess, makes sense for people who use a lot of... I, does it? No, no, it how, doesn't, actually. How often do you open microsoft word or excel um open it just by itself never because i'll tell you how often i open it once every time i boot the computer from scratch on my work machine every time it boots one of the first things i do is open up word and i open up excel because i know i'm gonna need them and then i just kind of leave them open forever i just always i because i'm never actually like whenever i create a document i create it in google docs now that's just my default because you're also trying to like move your organization to that yes but whenever i install a computer that still has office on it in my taskbar i drop word excel and powerpoint into the taskbar on the bottom of the screen right next to chrome and snippet because those are like the things that all our salespeople use and so i put them right there so they don't have to hunt for them on the desktop you're going to use them yeah because that makes sense. Yeah. Because that's the appropriate thing to do. So, 
So there's that key, okay? Then yeah. there's the key next the to it. The office key. Uh, that's the context menu. Yeah. You know what that's getting replaced with? Do I want to know what it's getting replaced with? <laughs> it's getting replaced with an emoji key. Son of a whore. Yep. The emoji key. It's getting replaced with an emoji key. Does the emoji key automatically insert an emoji or does it like give you a, a context menu of choices of emoji? Uh, okay, uh, there's an emo- a new emoji key on the new keyboards. It will launch the emoji picker inside Windows 10, okay. which I didn't know was a thing. Uh, let's find out. Emoji panel settings. Did you know you have an emoji panel? E-M-O-J-I. Uh, no, I do not on my Windows 10. It's somewhere in here. Because I see it in my my settings. And it says, don't close the panel automatically after an emoji has been entered. Is that in the settings? Yep. Uh, alright, now I'm on a scavenger hunt. How to open the emoji panel in Windows 10. Open any program. Click the left mouse button. Yeah, Windows settings. No results for emoji. Oh, try win period. What? Win period, like the Windows key. Okay, Windows key period. Period. That does nothing. Oh, because it it opens this on my screen. Do I just have a better version of Windows 10 than you do? When's the last time you updated? Uh, really, you think adding emojis is a better version of Windows? I mean, I think it's symbolic of having a better version. Uh, uh, let's see. Last checked on the 9th, I've got a cumulative update for Windows 10 version 1803 pending download. What is my OS build PC. info? Uh, Windows I've, 10 Pro OS build 18362.388. Oh, I've got Windows 10 Home OS build 17134.1040. You got to upgrade, man. Look Come at those on. sweet, sweet emoji that I have. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. There's, it's not just emoji. It's like other symbols, too. So I can send like this. Did you just send me emojis? I did. Yeah, but I'm using my keyboard for mine. Oh, that's fine. Sure, whatever. See, no mouse whatsoever. I mean, you could do that, too, because you can hit, like, shift tab and then yeah, pick your emoji. Blah, 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 then... blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I don't care. The, the one thing, though, if I would move up to Pro, would be able to actually control when Windows updates my computer a bit more. You, you don't get to? No, because I have the home edition. It doesn't give me the... Oh, it just updates whenever it wants to update. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, that's gross. Yeah. But not as gross as an emoji button (laughs) on the keyboard. (laughs) Oh. All right, what else do we have? Uh, Sticking in the PC world, um, Steam is coming out with Remote Play together remote play together will introduce online support for local multiplayer games so you have a game that is local multiplayer i have the same game that is local multiplayer steam will let us play that as if we were together yes ha how i wonder what the limits of that are but it says all local multiplayer local co-op and split screen games will be automatically included in remote play together beta which we plan to launch the week of the 21st so here's here's my thought if i were to say set up an emulator to be my game 
could we local multiplayer remote through Steam through the emulator? I am not sure. I feel like this would be part of... It would have to be part of the game design in Steam, maybe? Well, but they say all... What did they say? All all local multiplayer, local co-op, and split-screen games will be automatically included in the remote play-together beta. I mean, they're not going to go through and have all the developers add things to those games. No. Right? So all local multiplayer, local co-op, and split-screen games? This is potentially huge, by the way. Yeah. If, well, the- if it's what we think it is, like, that's enormous. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know how this is work, how it's going to work. We'll find out when the beta yeah. comes out on the 21st, and then you can go do your thing. I, I guess so. I want in on this beta. How do I get into this beta? Well, is there an actual Steam page? I don't know. I'm depending on you for this information, Andy. Did I get this in an email? That's the other question. Do I get still? Do I still get Valve emails? That's the that's that's the bigger question. It's another question. Okay, we'll have to look into that. Let's see, Valve Remote. Did I get an email about it? Nope. No, I did not. <clears throat> well, that's poop. Yep. All right. What other topics do we want to talk about here? Blizzard. Oh, the elephant in the room. I'd like to talk about Blizzard. Oh. And how pissed off I am at them as a company. Uh, Okay, this was literally, when I was scrolling through topics, it was literally like every other topic on my list. Because it's kind of big. Also, I want to be clear. I, I and and I don't know if this is just me like not projecting, but like um, refusing to acknowledge or me uh, trying to protect the thing that I love. I have a feeling it's less Blizzard and more Activision. I I don't know. It just seems like they they came out they came out hard against it, and then everybody blew up about it. Okay. And then we, finally, we have to step back. We haven't talked about this yet, so we need to step back. Okay. First off, if you're not familiar with what's happening over in Hong Kong right now, like in late 2019, you should go find out what's going on in Hong Kong right now because there's some rather significant protests and like. China trying to clamp down on democracy and the people saying, no, we don't want to do this. We would like to remain a democratic state with freedom of expression and freedom of the, of religion and like, you know, all these things that are pretty important. Um, and it's it's been a protest that's been going on for months and arguably even longer than that. Like, this is going to be a really interesting period of history to look back on when we have some distance. Um, a Hearthstone player and champion, like really good Hearthstone, was doing an interview after one of the games and brought it up and voiced support for Hong Kong. And Blizzard or Activision or Activision Blizzard or someone flippin' freaked out and panicked, like hardcore panicked, and removed his winnings and disqual... Like, basically said, you can't play in any of our, our tournaments anymore. Well, it this was, according to Blizzard, when they first removed... When they banned him and did this, it was because of rules section 6.10, which reads, engaging in any act that in Blizzard's sole discretion brings you into public disrepute, offends a portion or group of the public, or otherwise damages Blizzard image, will result in removal from Grandmasters and a reduction of the player's prize total to $0 USD, in addition to other remedies which may be provided for under the handbook 
and Blizzard's website terms. So this is put into place to, like, stop them from being rapists and murderers, right? This is like, you should not sully the image of Blizzard or we will remove your winnings. Yes, this is this is Boise. probably like, you know, if somebody came in and started spouting white power. Right, like, Blizzard's gonna step in and say, like, you know what? No, no, we don't want to be associated with that. That was the purpose of the rule. Yes. And Blizzard decided that they did not want to be associated with the free Hong Kong movement. And then had the gall to come out and say it was not because of the movement he was associating with, but rather that it was just him making a political statement. And that, quote, I want to be clear, our relationship in China has no influence on our decision. Because being pro-Hong Kong means you are anti-China, and Blizzard is owned in part by Tencent and does an incredible amount of business in China and does not want to lose that. Hell, BlizzCon last year was them pandering to China the whole time. The the Diablo mobile game? That was entirely for China. Because China is an untapped resource for multiple companies, for huge things there. You look at movies. Market, not resource. Sorry, yes. Well, I was just saying, uh, basically, a resource of money for them. Yes, which would be a market. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, there's there's a fun economic theory. Markets are just a pool of resources of money. Hmm. You have to rethink what money is in that case. But anyway. Oh, waiting for Hans. I may have just planted that one. He's probably <laughs> going to be like, that's not new. That's exactly what it is, you moron. Uh, incoming Hans text in three, two, one. <laughs> Give him time. But anyway, yeah, it's a huge resource, but also, like, don't do business with that huge resource. It's really bad. But it's money. It's, it's, it's the, the, the you look at, you know, uh, look yeah, at but box Andy, offices. We, we keep getting drilled into our heads, like, vote with your dollars. Vote with your dollars. That applies way more so to corporations. Vote with your goddamn dollars. Yes, but there's a lot of dollars in China. Yep, and they're throwing their support behind that. Now... That said, people started getting pissed off at Blizzard. It showed up in social media. It showed up in boycotts. People have been leaving Hearthstone. People have been posting letters saying, like, I'm done with this. Hell, Blizzard staff have been going through the office because Blizzard has, you know, uh, most companies, especially I, I feel like tech companies, have their, like, their tenants, their commandments, their their things that are important to them. And one of Blizzard's has always been every voice matters. To the point of it is written onto like some of their statues, like the giant World of Warcraft statue that they have out front. It's written on there like six times. And the staff have been going around and covering it up in protest, saying clearly this isn't a thing and it doesn't matter anymore. Okay, Avengers Endgame, top box office movie of all time. Yeah, are you still on China? Yes. Okay. Just j just to give people an and idea. We, we understand China has a lot of people and a lot of money. I just, I, can I just, one example, just to, just to, so we, we're on that. Okay, yeah. Dom domestic gross for Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. 858 million. Yeah. Gross in China, 614 million. Yeah. Which, I mean, 858 is more than 614, but yep. But still, you know, it's it's close to on par of... It's, it's not an insignificant amount, and I'm yeah. not saying that it isn't. And I'm sure that Blizzard is making a ton of money from their deals in China. What I'm also saying is that as a company... It, it's the difference between the, the fiscal contract to the shareholders and the social contract to society. And Blizzard is now feeling that. And they are feeling torn between that. They have their fiscal responsibility to the shareholders. 
They have to make money and they have to do what they can to make money. But at the same time, you have a social contract. And by siding with China, more and more people are are leaving the company and leaving their product. Which they have all the right to do. But as you said, there is still the contract with the shareholders. And I feel like that is taking precedence. Well, the idea being if enough people leave Blizzard and their products, uh, they will feel that hit and therefore have the ability to go back to the shareholders and say, look, we need to stop this. Yep, that's... But this this is my view on the thing there, is the fact that, you know, Blizzard, in its according to its rules, did exactly what it was supposed to do. No, no. In no way did they do what they were supposed to do, even according to their rules. He did nothing to besmirch Blizzard. He did nothing to say... You know, this this company is uh, in this way or involved in this in any way. He expressed his support for a a democratic movement. There's a difference between supporting free China, not free China, wow, free Hong Kong, and like screaming white power and racist bigotry. It's still a private company. They have the right to do whatever they would like to do. They're not a private company. They're a publicly traded company. But still, it is not it's not a government entity is what I mean by that. He, he did not have free speech protection. No. The government did not come in and say, you can't say this. Yes, and he, at the, at the time, also said that he expected this decision from Blizzard. He said, I expected this decision by Blizzard. I think it's unfair, but I do respect their de- de- decision. I am not regretful of what I said. Yep. So he knew this was going to happen. Yeah. You know, he knew that, you know, they have the right to do this, and they did it. I respect that decision. Granted, after the public outcry, it's kind of, you know, not surprising that they backpedaled. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we should also mention they've they've backpedaled. They gave him back the money that he won, and they are allowing him to play in future tournaments. In uh, a six-month suspension now, I do believe. Yep. Meanwhile, uh, I mean, they had to backpedal. Otherwise, BlizzCon was going to be nothing but that, and there will still be protests there. Oh, yeah. So that's the question is, how is Blizzard going to be able to control the message of their privately controlled event? When everyone just wants to talk about this? Yep. I don't know. It's uh, it's gonna, it, it's funny though because you have this, you have the uh, NBA issue. Yep, where the NBA actually protected their guy after uh, originally siding with the Chinese thing. There, there really? was there was some public outcry about. I think what was the original NBA statement? I have to go find that one. Uh, Yeah, I recognize our initial statement left people angered, confused, or unclear on who we are or what the NBA stands for. Let me be more clear. There was an original statement. I have to go, I'd have to dig deep into it, but they put out an original statement, then had problems with it, and then they basically came out with another statement backpedaling on their original one. Where is it? Yeah, I'm, I can't find it. They probably covered it up. <laughs> Some I'd have to dig deep, and I we don't got time for that. Yeah, but yeah, no. NBA also had to backpedal <laughs> on their original statement. It'd be interesting to see how this stuff moves forward because I know it was it Epic. I do believe said that their people should not say Epic anything. Games. Epic Games. Epic Games. Yeah, we, we kind of got to be responsible with that. Okay, yes. Epic Games said something where they were, uh, I believe, not supposed to say anything about the um, China. <sighs> All right. What else we want to talk about? Uh, how about a little bit of good news? I could use that. So, um, somebody got, uh, ransomware. Okay. But this man is a, uh, white hack hacker. Oh. He was yeah. a, uh, Tobias Fromel, a German software developer, was one of the victims Tobis who got hit by Tobias. A, Tobias, sorry. Okay. Just, just checking. Yeah. yeah. Tobias is a very strange name. Yeah. 
Tobias. Tobias was one of the victims who got hit by ransomware. Yeah. Um, he paid the ransom, and but then was able to basically analyze the ransomware, gained insight into how it operated, and then was able to r- retrieve the database that they were using from their server. Wait, what? <laughs> Say that again. Um, he got he got ransomware. He he paid basically to get into their you know he paid the ransom, but yeah. then was able to um, look at how the ransomware was designed. Um, and uh, let's see, yeah, the ransomware targets network attack storage devices made by QNAP. Uh, the gang behind the ransomware is brute forcing QNAP NAS devices that use weak passwords for built-in PHP My Admin service. After gaining access to the installation, operators encrypt users' files and save a copy of the decryption keys on their command and control server. And he went and got the keys. And he went and got the keys and published online 2,858 decryption keys. Huh. He also but wrote a... Uh, those, are, those are only keys, like, the bot's going to continue to generate new keys, Right. Every the whole point of it is every attack is going to be a unique key. Yes. So these two thousand keys are all essentially single use. Like they apply to one person. Yes, but he's also written a uh, decryptor that the victims can use to unlock their files, and he has also <laughs> been busy notifying all the victims on Twitter about the decryptor's availability. Good for him. <laughs> so he got he got hacked. Oh, and then figured out how it hack. works. Broke, hacked the hackers, hack the keys. got all the decryption Jesus. keys, posted them online, and then started pointing people to them. To them. Good for him. Good for him. Which you know, in his thing, he says, "I know it was illegal for me to do it." Yep. But I have a feeling he's probably not going to get prosecuted. <laughs> White hack hackers. Oh yeah, I mean, because to prosecute him, the hackers would have to come out. Yeah. Right. It's it's gang violence. Good for him. That's that's amusing. I am amused. Okay. I wanted to leave you on a high note there. Okay. So, randoms. Oh, cool. Random review is review. my review this week. Your review, sir. The slideshow.net. The, hang on, the slideshow.net. Yes. Okay. It's, a, it's basically one of those one-use one websites. One-trick one ponies? Oh, yes. Like hackerkeyboard.com? Sure. Have you have you played Hacker Keyboard? Oh, is that the one where you whatever you type on the keyboard will actually generate, you know, actual code on the screen? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's like legit real code. Yeah. So this one is um if you do Enter a, a query below. Yes. Oh frogs. Yeah, so if you search for frogs, Yo. what happens is it goes to Google Image Search and then creates a slideshow of the top i do believe currently it's 64 images okay does it it have safe search options yes that's under the advanced options oh oh okay dominant color file type image type interesting so how i found out about this was um so I do the I do the Torch Club presentations, right? Mm-hmm. And then so sometimes people will uh, just you know put the the title slide for the presentation up on the TV, but it's like up there for like a half hour, and it's you know somebody was like you know he wanted to talk about I think Saint Francis of Assisi, and so we we just basically just did a Google image search for Saint Francis of Assisi, and we put that on his presentation before the title slide. And basically just set it to automatically go there. So it was just, you know, showing different paintings and different things of that. 
And I'm like, well, why, you know, why'd we go through the effort of Google image search dropping in the PowerPoint, Google image search dropping in the PowerPoint. This one will just take the Google for you, does it for you. Yeah. So I I asked about the safe search because like we put up slideshows at work that we have to make at, like you just said. And so having one that like I can guarantee I can just throw up is actually pretty cool. Yes. Now, like I said, it it does have um, a limitation which is built into Google Image that uh, restricts all automated search results to a maximum of 64 results. So you'll have 64 pictures is pretty good. Yeah, especially since you can also adjust the speed of the slideshow too. I see that. So I have mine on very fast. Yeah. Leaves like three seconds. One, two, yeah, about three seconds. Hey, that's the view from my office. I search for epic systems. Well, there you go. And it's it's just a bunch of pictures. The problem is it's a bunch of pictures of of my campus plus like random other shit. Well, yeah, that's the thing is it's a Google image search result, which, you know, at one time I searched for blue buses because of Isaac. Yeah. And I was getting red buses and white buses and green buses. And I'm like, because it, it caught bus. So like, but I wanted blue buses. Yeah. It's like just, you know, randomly like, oh, here's a picture of the campus, 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 glacier. <laughs> campus 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 volcano so you know yeah but still you know if 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 you've got something where you got you know you got a slide you know up on the screen if you just need something kind of just to run in the background you know this was you know if you're doing a speech about you know something you could probably find you know images of that thing images of that thing on google's image search you need to preview it and there's no good way to preview it well basically i think if you just type it into google image search and you kind of just you know scroll through the first 64 yeah 64 yeah i don't know man okay so that's your review yes it's it's a it's a one-trick pony website but i i kind of like it you know cool Especially yeah, since no, you can do fun. file sizes too, so you can always make sure you get nice big files. Like if you're doing a presentation on, uh, uh, I think we did one on Mongolia. I just searched for you know nice big images of Mongolia, just and just Mongolia, just let it run. Just be like poof, and you get all these great pictures because they're the first ones that show up in Google Image. Yep. So if you're ever you know doing presentations and you need you need some filler. Here you go. Here you go. A website dedicated to filler. Yep. Now, so the now. Same thing, but for fortune. Now, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you can actually restrict it by website. I don't think Google image uh, indexes 4chan. Probably not. That would just be, it'd be too crazy. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, random topic. Yes. Rolled ahead of time. Hold on, I'm just putting the random review in there before I forget. Good call. Explain why scarcity still exists when you have a replicator with unlimited energy supply. Bad writers. Time. Time isn't an issue. Not really? Yep, time is not an issue. Although I will argue there is no such thing as an infinite energy supply. No. But time is not an issue. Do you know why time isn't an issue? Why? Give me one replicator. How long do you think it'll take for me to make two replicators? But Yes, but, you know, then you'll have to kind of try... Uh... If it, Are there restrictions on what I can replicate? Because if I can replicate all the parts to make a replicator... Then you'll have two replicators. And then I do it again. Okay, and then at some point you become the weakest link in the system. Yeah, so I make a computer that manages it. Yes, but then there you would have to build something the, then. You'd have to build a robot factory, to... The first factory I build is a factory to make replicators. It still takes time. Time is something that you do yeah, not but have. Andy, those powers of two. 
they they end up growing real fast. I'm still I'm still saying it's time. Time time is the one resource. I think it's it's distribution. Getting the resource. If you have replicators but you don't have transporter tech, then getting the stuff to people is the hard part. Yes, it but takes if I time to energy, get that <laughs> to distribute. Yeah, and and more than time, it's the time and the the travel. Right. If I'm making replicators in Madison, it's gonna take time and effort and fuel to get them to you over in Michigan. Yes. But, you know, do a, a gray goo kind of leap. You take a replicator and the first thing it makes is three more replicators and then you move those replicators and the first thing they make is three more replicators and you move those and you just keep spreading out. Like and eventually, Borg. yep. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it's lazy writing is what it is. You, you and they tried to, to they try to like write it in from time to time of like, oh, I had rations of some sort. I'm like, why did you have rations? Like, why did you have transporter rations? What what is it that limits the amount of transporting that you are supposed to take? It's it's all sci-fi writers have to create some sort of conflict. And if you have, you know, if there's no conflict, then where what's the point of the story? Yep. Now, that said, in, in the Star Trek world, with this idea of replicator technology, like, that's why crime, homelessness, etc. is gone. Like, they, they don't have those social issues in the Federation because they have replicators. That's how you can get rid of money. Yep. If you have a replicator... Money is meaningless. I'm still saying that, you know, time is... And I'm still saying that's that's a cop-out politician argument. Because however long it takes, then I just spend that much longer at the beginning making more replicators. Yes, but at some point, you are going to die, Dave. Yes? Am I the only person who's building these? Am I not allowed to recruit more people to create more replicators? You know... The, the... Andy, I have a magic device that makes more of anything. If you want one, all you have to do is put it together. Here are the parts. Yes, but then it will also, you know, like I said, it as you agreed to it too, it's distribution, which is affected by yeah, time. Yeah, no, distribution, if you, right, if you don't have the... But it's not a time issue. You're saying it just does. It takes time to make things. That was your time argument. It take it makes it takes time to make things, and it takes time to distribute things. It takes time. Time it's, is a factor in all aspects of it. I I don't think that it, the time to make things is is irrelevant. I think it, the time to distribute is part of the distribution problem. But it's not just time. It's physical distance, which time is a factor of. Physical distance yes. doesn't really time, matter. It depends. On your transportation type. Time does play a part in that, but I think just saying time is making it too simple. If you want a one word solution, there isn't a one word solution. Dave, we live in Michigan. Everything we talk about is, you know, oh, how far do you live? Oh, I live, you know, 30 minutes away. Right. Time is a unit of speed. distance now, it seems. No, it's not, and it never was. There's an assumed speed, and you're just doing a calculation. If I decided to walk to the mall, how far away is the mall? 30 minutes. Time is a resource. I am not arguing against that. What I'm arguing against is the simplistic answer of time being the all-encompassing issue that is keeping us from having replicators solve all the problems. I'm just stating the fact that when you have a replicator with an unlimited energy supply, which therefore you means you have an unlimited resource of X, Y, and Z, the one thing that you cannot replicate is time. If you can replicate everything else, that's great. You cannot replicate time unless your replicator I mean, can build a time machine. Well, A, who says it can't? I have infinite energy. B, what if I replicate a black hole? <laughs> 
<coughs> Screw your time. I'll eat it. I'll turn into spaghetti. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.